happy you are here today. Welcome to the Jesus and Joe podcast. I have the honor and the privilege of being your host. And my name is Georgia Guest, and it is so nice to meet you. Um, thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with me. I know that you could be listening to any other podcast host out there. I know that you could be doing anything else. And so I'm, I feel very grateful that you chose to be here today. Um, this message is not... It's not an accident that I believe that you clicked on this certain podcast episode. Um, This is a message that I know so many of us need to be reminded of, me specifically. I mean, like this hit me like a train when the Lord put this on my heart. So pumped that we are going through this together. Pumped to know that I have another sister or another friend out there that wants to know, does God have favorites? It's a question, you know? I have heard this many times. I have been asked this question so many times by a lot of people out there who ask, does God have favorites? I see him blessing this person, this person, this person, and I don't see him blessing me. It's a it's a valid question, y'all. It is. And so today we are going to jump into this and we are going to go in on a deep dive and figure out, is does God really do have a favorite? Because if he does, I want to be one. Amen, you know? But we are going to talk about it today. And I'm going to let you know that each and every single one of us is God's favorite. And you may be thinking, Georgia, you're just home out to make me feel better. No, girl, I promise. After I tell you this today, there is biblical proof that God loves each of his children. And he blesses them in different ways at different timing. But it doesn't, like, he's not holding back anything from you. And so we're going to jump into it today. So excited that we get to learn some truth. Um, If you haven't already, I want to let you know that I am a self-published author. So if you want to hang out with me when I don't do my podcast and you want to read how I speak, I mean, literally the way that I speak is the way that I write as well. So it's kind of fun. It's like a little conversation. So I have two devotionals out there. We have Besties with Jesus and we have Freshmen. So for my for all of my girls out there that just want to know a real friendship with Jesus, knowing that he's so much more than just a way to heaven, but he is going to be your best friend in this lifetime. Um, he is the greatest friendship that you could ever have. And it's one that you would never, ever want to miss out on. And so I have a 30-day devotional that goes through every single characteristic that Jesus holds when it comes to a friend. And then also for my high school seniors who are going into their freshman year of college, I have another devotional called Freshman, and it takes you through your entire first semester of what you go through from being homesick, learning about guys, going to church, finding a way to create your own faith for yourself and not basing everything off your family faith. It is such a joy that I get to write for you guys, and I love that you love these books so much. You guys can purchase them on Amazon. Um, What else is going on? Also, if you do not follow me on Instagram, if you want to see a face to who you are talking to, girl, follow me on Insta. I have all my pictures out there. I'm very active on there, and if you ever have questions or anything like that, DMs are the best way to connect with me, and I'd love to hear from you guys. So without further ado, let's jump into this question and really figure out, does God have favorites? Now, when I ask, does God have favorites? I know each and every single one of us can picture someone in our mind. You know, it's that girl that just got engaged. It's that person that just seems to be blessed and highly favored. You know, everything seems to just line up for her. Maybe it was that person that got promoted. You've been at this company for three plus years, never got a promotion, but the person who just entered the building basically just got promoted. 
or maybe it's like you have um you go on instagram and you see all these people and they have so many friends and you pray for friendships like this but they just haven't seemed to be knocking on your door yet or maybe it's like you want a baby and you see so many of your friends getting pregnant and it's pregnancy announcement after pregnancy announcement and you're like when will it happen for me and so we see these people and we compare our lives to them and we think god like i'm the same age as them i don't get it like i'm i'm putting myself out there so i can be in a relationship i am I'm trying so hard to get to where you want me to be, but I don't get why everyone else seems to have this blessing and I feel like you're holding out on me. It's a tough conversation to have with God. It is. And I've had it multiple times before. But I want to remind you that the life that you live, this is the first thing that we're going to address right here. The life that you live, there's no flaw, there's no mistake, and there's no typo. The life that you live was completely crafted out and designed by God. His timing is absolutely perfect. And you may hear that and you think that that doesn't give you comfort, but I can tell you there is. There's a perfect time to bring a child into the world. There's a perfect time to bring a man into your life. There's a perfect time for relationship to form. There's a perfect time for friends to come. God is so good with time. And what I can tell you is that the things that you are praying for, the things that you are waiting on are so worth the wait. So I want you to keep on praying. I want you to keep on waiting well. That's the first thing you need to wait well. But God looks at you and loves you and there is no good thing he would withhold from you. The God that sent his one and only son died for you so that you could have a relationship with him. His son was his most prized possession. That was his. And he said, I will send him to the cross so that I can also get to walk through life with her. There is nothing he wouldn't do for you. So you have to remind yourself of that. And I also want to share with you a story. If you... If you didn't know this, favoritism has always been a hot topic since the very beginning of these of the days. Literally, like Genesis. Like this was a hot topic back then. Now there's two girls that we're gonna be talking about. These are gonna be our homegirls. Their name are Sarai and Hagar. Hagar was a slave to Abram and Sarai. Abram and Sarai were a cute little couple. They were great, they were getting old, and they couldn't have kids for some reason. And so Hagar was working for Abram and Sarai. The story goes like this. The Lord told Abram, hey, I am going to bless you like no one's business. You see the number of the, the stars in the sky once you start counting them. Abram starts counting going one, two, three. There's too many stars to count. Too many. And God tells Abram, hey, I'm going to bless you as numerous as the stars are in the sky. Those are going to be the number of your descendants that come after you. And I'm going to bless them through you. God made a covenant. God made a promise. God said, I'm going to do this. So Abram is leaping. He's like, oh my gosh, that is awesome. That is great. So he's excited. He's like, God's going to come through. God's going to give me a baby, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to be just like a father to so many, to so many people. This is so fun. 
So then we come back, he comes back and he sees that Sarai cannot still have a child still. And so Sarah's trying to like speed up the process, you know, she's like, you know what, if I'm not going to have a kid, um, what about Hagar? Oh, she's a great girl, blah, blah, blah. Like, why don't you have a baby with her? And so they have a baby, which is great. His name is Ishmael, but Sarah gets really jealous because she's like, God, why did you give Hagar a child? Why can't I have a baby? I want a baby. You know, I want a baby more than anything. I want you to see there's a connection. We can relate to our homegirls, Hagar and Sarah, in a number of different ways. But you know that verse in Jeremiah 29, 11, you know that one where it talks about how the Lord says that we're going to have a hope, a future. The Lord says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans that will not harm you, but prosper you, plans that give you a hope and a future. That is what God says about our future. That's what God says. And so we read it, we believe it, we recite it, we love it, we put it on our walls, we put it on in our cars. We say that the Lord is good, he's going to bless us, he's going to bless us. But as soon as we see other people getting the blessings that we pray for, we forget about this verse. Completely toss it to the side. And the words that we once believed become meaningless to us. Because we're like, God, like, my hope is to have a kid. My hope is to be in a relationship. My hope is to have a promotion at my job. Why are you giving that to somebody else? And we get bitter. We feel unseen. We feel unheard. We feel forgotten. So when we think that God's not going to come through, what do we do? I'll answer it because I've done the same thing. We take control. We start saying, okay, let's speed up the process. Just like Sarah, I would do. She sped up the process. Do you know how many times I've sped up the process thinking, oh, this will work. This will work. I will do this at my job and I will be noticed and I'll be promoted in no time. Oh, I will text him and I will make sure like things happen fast because I know he's the one. Oh, I'll do this, blah, blah, blah. I take control. My God, you're not doing a great job of timing. So I'm going to take control of myself which is awful. And I shouldn't do something like that. And I've learned. And that's why I'm able to speak on this podcast and about this topic because we've lived and we've learned. But what can I tell you is this? Living in control, being hasty with time completely takes God out of the equation. Because if I think that, you know, speeding up the process is going to make things work faster, I've got it all wrong. God does a lot of things in the waiting a lot there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes and you might be thinking georgia like why can't i see these things why can't i know can't there be a sign can't there be something there is it's called god's word and it's your choice if you want to open it up and look at what he has to say instead of comparing our lives to another person comparing our blessings from each other and another thing is like when we see another person get blessed we become bitter but it's our choice do we want to start celebrating people or do we want to become bitter and i'm going to tell you right now it's a lot easier celebrating others than becoming bitter bitter is very easy to fall into that trap and you lose a lot more friends but girl we're going to change our perspective we are going to stop feeling like this And celebrate what God is doing in other people's lives. Because by the time that God's going to do something in yours, you want those people to be celebrating with you. 
I'm getting all preacher, y'all. Real preacherish up in here. But let's jump back to it. So when I say, do you really believe the words in Jeremiah 29, 11, Do you believe it? When the blessings aren't coming as fast, do you still believe this? When you see your best friend getting engaged, do you still believe this verse? When you see your friend having a baby and you're praying and praying and waiting and trying all these things, are you still going to believe this verse? When we start comparing our lives to other girls and other people in the same age group, and we start going through a whole like list of reasons why we think that God isn't ready to bless us. It's not the right timing. I'm not in the right headspace. I'm not this. I'm not that. It's not time. It's not this. And we just go through and through and through and thinking like, okay, like I can see why God's not blessing me. So I'm going to work even harder to reserve that blessing. And then we start feeling rushed. We start praying our little, our little heads off. And then sometimes we feel completely unheard. And if we don't see it, we feel forgotten. Those are the three things that come with waiting on God. And lucky enough, our homegirls, Sarah and Hagar, have felt the exact same. So for my girl that's feeling rushed, you know, I want you to still think of that person I told you about in the very beginning. You know, that one that's just been getting everything, highly blessed and highly favored. You know that girl? Whenever you see her, I want you to remember these three things because we can fall into these categories all the time. And I'm going to share with you a little bit of how I have felt in that season or in that moment. For my girls that are feeling rushed, that the time is just against them, that every single day is a moment wasted if it's not happening. You know what I'm talking about? I have felt rushed many times in my life. And a person that has felt rushed is our girl, Sarai. I want you to picture Sarai as just like this She's blonde. I, in my mind, Sarai is blonde, blonde. She's a blonde girl. Um, and she's just cute as a button. She's so stinking cute. And all she really wants is a baby. That's all she wants in this life. She has a cute little husband, but now she wants a baby. And it's just not her time yet. She sees all her friends, but Hagar's not really her friend. It's kind of like, a, you know, a co-worker. But she sees Hagar and she has she's having a baby. And she's like, what the heck, Lord? So then she starts feeling rushed. She's like, I want to have a baby. Why can't I have a baby? Starts questioning, comes up with a laundry list of reasons why, blah, blah, blah. But let's make this into a situation right now. My roomie girl, my roommate, she came home one day. And I came home from work and I went upstairs, went to go talk to her and she's getting ready. And I go, where where are you going? She goes, oh my goodness, I'm going on a date. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And you know, like that emotion where like you're excited on the outside, but on the inside, you're like, frick, like I need to be doing something. As soon as she told me she was going on a date, I was excited for her. I was like, girl, go get it. Like, that's awesome. Have the best time. But on the inside, I'm like, dang, I need to get myself out there. I need to start be going on dates. Oh my goodness. Like, how does this happen? God, why am I not going on dates? Why aren't guys lined up for me? Like, what is going on? Hebrews 12, two says this. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want you to remember the first part. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus. There's going to be a lot of times in life, girl, and I wish I could tell you that it stops and ends here, but girl, we got we got a long ways away. 
there's gonna be multiple times where our clocks our times our seasons of life don't match up with the friends around us there's gonna be friends that get married before you there's gonna be friends that get pregnant before you there's gonna be friends that are gonna get promoted move all these things that we pray for all the time but instead of feeling like we are behind that god doesn't see us that god is not looking at our clock we need to remember that our eyes are supposed to be locked on him not on the people around us we need to remember that the clock the time is found in the creator of the universe not ours we need to remember that god is doing so much more behind the scenes than we can realize let god show you what he's doing with his time for my girl that is feeling forgotten now hagar is our homie right here she is brunette hair in my mind she has beautiful blue eyes i don't know but hagar she had a baby she had a sweet little baby named him ishmael all this kind of stuff like he's great well sarai was a little jealous i take that back she was a lot jealous and sarai kind of like took it out on hagar was not kind we kind of bullied her honestly and Hagar felt just horrible. Sarah, I kicked her out. Rude. Sarah, we don't do that. But Hagar got kicked out. So she was feeling heartbroken. I mean, like, she was raising a kid by herself and just feeling completely forgotten. So as she is crying, she's weeping. She's like, I have to take care of this kid. I have nowhere to live. I just got kicked out of my house. Like, everything is against me right now. In Genesis 16, 3, I think this verse is so powerful. And it says, she gave the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. God met her at her broken. God met her when she was so distraught and disappointed, feeling all hope was lost. God came and said, I see you. I will take care of you. She, um, God blessed Ishmael right then and there and said, there's going to be great things that come for this kid. I'm going to make nations out of him, blah, blah, blah. Like it was like a whole thing. And that gave Hagar hope. Like, wow. Okay. Things are going to be okay. You see me, you see me, you see me. I feel like at times when we feel forgotten for all my girls out there who maybe in like their early or late 20s is when your best friends are all getting married and you are the bridesmaid and that's when i when i first think of that like my heart goes out to those girls now if you have been a bridesmaid it is such a sweet and precious time you are celebrating one of your dearest friends and you are celebrating the love that they have and it's so cool to see like a front row seat you are standing up there and watching your best friend marry the love of her life this is something you have prayed for. This is something that you are seeing God come through with. Like, it's exciting. Sometimes you can take a step back and go, dang, I can't wait for the day this will be me, you know? Like, I can't wait, I can't wait. And you pray for it every single day. You pray for that man to come. You pray for that relationship to flourish. You pray for that question to be asked. I mean, like, you long for it. But what I can tell those girls right now, the ones that are waiting, the ones that just feel like God isn't hearing them or God doesn't see them. It's just blessing, blessing, blessing. And it just seems like it keeps missing you. God sees you. He has never, 
ever looked another way. He, his eyes are on you. There's so many things that he's doing through you right now. Like it may not be in the way that you're expecting. Maybe the ring isn't on your finger just yet. Let God use you right now in your singleness. Maybe God hasn't promoted you right just yet. I don't know. Let God use you and finish the work that's inside of this position first before he lets you move on. God doesn't skip a beat. God does not lose interest. God does not ever second guess what he's going to give you. God will never take his eyes off of you. And that's something you have to hold close. God is the God who sees you. Never forget it. And the third one, for my girls feeling unheard. You know that who you are, the ones who are just at the feet of Jesus, asking him to come through, you know? We love them. I love these girls. So basically, we both feel like Hagar and like Sarai. You know, these are the girls, like Hagar before the Lord came and said, hey, I'm going to bless your child. Like she felt unheard, very alone, very just like, wow, what was me? Sarai, prayed for a baby for a long time, didn't come yet. I have had so many seasons of life where I've just asked God for him to come through in a certain area of my life, whether it was a job, whether it was a boy where my God, please let this happen. Please let this happen. Please let this happen. Please let this happen. And sometimes it wasn't. And I would think, God, why did this not happen? Why didn't it come through? God always has something better. God always is on time. And there's nothing that God wouldn't do. Psalm 66, 17 through 20. I cried to him with my mouth. Certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer nor his mercy from me. God does not put you on mute. Let's just say that. Every time that you cry out to God and say, God, please, 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 do you hear me? Do you hear me? Do you hear me? He hears you loud and clear, girl. Loud and clear. And I want to encourage you with this. God loves when you talk to him. He loves it. And sometimes I'll talk to girls and they're like, I want this to happen. So I just feel like God doesn't hear me. Always keep talking to him. He's not scared. If you were disappointed, if you were hurt, if you're like, God, just be on, like, honestly, just be honest with him. He's not scared of honesty because God's going to show you why to trust him. God's going to show you that he hears you. He always does. He always comes through. So let's go back to Jeremiah 29, 11, where I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for, uh, uh, plans that do not harm you, but prosper you. Plans that give you a hope and a future. As I read this, at the end of the story, Hagar's son becomes a father of nations as well. Sarai has the baby. And that baby did a lot of good things for this world. He did. God came through. Through Hagar and through Sarai, we are able to see that God is a God that does not forget. God is a God that hears every single one of our prayers. And that God is always on time. If those babies were born a second more, 
or a day earlier or a year earlier, you name it. God couldn't have done the impact that he did through them in that time and in that age. Maybe that's what you need to hear today. Maybe the thing that you were praying for right now is just so stinking good that it's going to impact so much of your life that it's going to come right on time. God's favorite is all of us. It wasn't on Hagar. It wasn't on Sarai. It's on all of us. So when we look at people and their time and all the things that God's doing in their lives, it's easy to think God's favorite is them. But God's favorite is all of us. You're his favorite too. You can't think that God isn't going to bless you too. We haven't even seen the amazing things he's going to do yet. We haven't even seen what he's going to do with our lives. Girls, we are so early in our lives that we don't even know what's coming tomorrow. So let's not get so fixated and compare our lives to the people around us to steal the joy that God is doing in our lives right now. God's doing so much right now through you. Whether it's without the baby, whether it's without the ring, whether it's without the promotion, God is doing something in you right now that he can't do through them just yet. He can't do through the other people surrounding you. It's a task only for you. So let him bless you. Let him do the things that he has called you to do. Let him do his timing in his way for you. God is good at being God. God is good with his time. God is good at who he blesses. So let's celebrate the girls that are in our lives right now. Let's celebrate their wins because we're going to want those people to celebrate with us when our wins come. Favoritism is not a definition of God. He doesn't have it, and so we shouldn't have it either. He's a God that loves each and every single one of us and blesses us in ways that we can never even imagine. We don't deserve any blessing, girl. None of it. But he chooses to every single day. Never forget that God is a God who loves you, who sees you, and you are one of his favorites. I'm going to pray us out, but girl, know that this message was so needed for today. Because this is something we're going to come back to a couple times in our lives. And I'm glad this is a podcast so we can listen to it time and time again. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much just for this listener. And Lord, I just pray for the season of life that she's in or what they're walking through, Lord. It's it's hard sometimes to see other people get blessed and we're still here just waiting on for that blessing. But God, as we wait, I pray that we wait well. Lord, that we never forget that there is a time coming. There is the, the blessing is coming. The prayer will be answered because you're a God that sees, you are a God that hears, and you're a God that doesn't forget. Let us just sit and be still and let you be God. Father, I thank you that we are one of your favorites. I thank you that we are such a prized possession in your eyes. And Lord, I pray that we can always be reminded that we are your treasure. There's nothing that you wouldn't do for us, Lord. And I know that your blessings are great and way too many. We're so undeserving. But Lord, I pray that we always give thanks to when it's time. Let us praise you in this waiting. Let us praise you when it happens. Let us praise you if it doesn't. But Lord, your yes is always good. And God, if your no is no, then I pray that the better thing will be coming soon. Let us trust you during this time. Let us love this and let us be able to encourage others in this as well. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. You are so loved, girl. I hope you have the best day and thank you so much for hanging out. I'll see you next time.